The Gospel according to Matthew, the fifth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Jesus went throughout Galilee teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O There's a large amount of social, economic, spiritual despair in this country, a voice on the radio said, and my ears perked up to hear a medical doctor on the radio talking about despair, spiritual despair. Dr. Ciccaroni, an addiction researcher and professor not far from here at UCSF, was commenting on new findings from the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Some of it is good news, some of it is not so good. The good news is that life expectancy has slightly increased. Fewer people died from drug overdoses, and so our life expectancy as a whole went up. The not so good news is that drug problems persist. And people are now mixing drugs like fentanyl with other drugs like cocaine. When I was giving birth for the first time, I remember the nurse had a syringe of fentanyl ready to give me. As the contractions got worse, she kept offering me the injection. Do you need it now? Do you need it now? And I had no idea how long it would take. Some of my friends had been in labor for more than a day, for 26 hours, something like that. So I had no idea. And then at one point when I was overwhelmed with pain, not, not, not knowing how long the contractions would take, I said, yes, I'll have some of it, but just a little bit. I have a high threshold for pain, but I think I need something because I'm feeling overwhelmed. So the nurse injected about half of the fentanyl into my arm. As the medicine took effect, everything turned gray. I was in a thick fog removed from my body. I was distantly aware of the pain, but everything was muffled and blurry. About 40 minutes later, the medication evidently wore off, and I could feel the sensations in my body again. I could feel the pain, but it felt right because I was giving birth. I was supposed to feel pain, and I needed to be in my body to give birth to that baby. And it felt good to be back in my body, even though it was painful. 
And then in about an hour, our firstborn son was born, so I didn't have long at all to wait. Afterwards, I reflected on taking the fentanyl, and I keep thinking of that every time I hear fentanyl in the news. If I had known that the labor would be so fast, I would not have taken the drug. I only had less than two hours left. I was at the finish line, and I didn't know it. Another thing I realized is that while it numbed my pain, it created a new problem. I was numb. I was numb in the middle of giving birth when I needed to push the baby. And then I realized that some people are in so much pain, physically, emotionally, spiritually, that they turn to drugs to numb it, and they want to be out of their body and away from their body because it hurts so much. And so without a doctor's advice, they illegally take drugs and even mix them to numb the pain. Now, I have to remind you, I'm not a medical doctor. That's not my field. Spiritual despair is, but medical care is not. If you are taking medications prescribed by your doctor, keep taking them. Talk to your doctor if you want to switch them. We need all kinds of medications through our life, and that's a happy, normal thing to do. But I'm thinking of people who are illegally self-medicating and mixing medicines that a doctor does not even know they're taking. And that decision to numb the pain or deal with it hinges on whether we give in to despair or are able to find hope. Every Sunday we gather at church to face down despair and to find hope together. We can't do it alone. This is not a question of willpower or personal stamina. We face life challenges together as a community of faith. We at church have what people call social capital. Social capital is a network of relationships with shared values like trust, reciprocity, and cooperation. And social capital enables society to function effectively. Without that social network, we cannot function as a society. Social capital, one study in 2017 found, protects communities against drug overdose. We often think of addiction and recovery as a personal issue. We know it's a health medical issue now. It's also a societal issue. Some situations put so much pressure on people that they just have nowhere else to turn and that despair hits and then they turn to drugs. But social capital protects communities against drug overdose. And researchers can start to predict the areas where the societal breakdown has happened, where there's going to be more drug addiction because the social fabric is so weak. So what we're doing at church is extremely important for reaching people and keeping them healthy and whole. Jesus says to us today, Blessed are you when you mourn, you will be comforted. Blessed are you when you hurt, you will be comforted. You have loved enough that it hurts to lose someone. You have cared enough and entered the lives of others that you despair, wishing life would be better. Blessed are you when people utter evil against you on my account, Jesus says, because you have cared enough to take a stand. You have cared enough to listen to others who differ from you. You have cared enough to speak out against injustice. Blessed are you who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for you will be filled, Jesus says. As a church, we know what to do with despair. We deal with despair every Sunday during worship, and we leave it at the foot of the cross. 
We give our despair to Jesus and leave it there for God to take care of. Take my hope, Jesus says to us. Share it with others. We've got work to do, and I can use your hands for God's greater good. Our Christian education classes, our choirs, our worship, our food pantry, our friendships in small groups here, our advocacy with groups like Bread for the World, letting the wider community of neighbors use our property during the week, this is all part of the social capital that God has given us. So blessed are we to receive God's hope and share it with the world. Amen.